0: Hey everybody, and welcome to the Just the Two of Us podcast, where it is 100% just the two of us, except tonight, we've got a special guest, Jimmy Widman. We brought Jimmy on because he has a, a, a cool career story, a career path where he started out at the bottom and, and worked his way up to to a great spot. Hey, thanks guys. Thanks for having me. Jimmy has been uh, a friend of ours since we were three years old. Three. We grew up three miles away from Jimmy. I think it... What's the exact number, Jimmy? 3.1 miles. 3.1 miles, Nate. Yep. That's a long pedal. He's... uh, Nate's always rounding down. Yeah. Felt like I had to pedal further. (laughs) (laughs) That was uphill to our house. Yeah, it was. Jimmy, you're currently employed. Is that correct?
1: (laughs) Yeah, as of uh, today when he left, I was. Yes.
0: Not after this podcast. No. No. Do you mind walking us through your journey at Vic's Crane and Heavy Hall?
1: Yeah, sure. I started off there when I was, um, oh, I don't know, probably 13 years old, maybe 14. Started off working there in the summers. And uh, my dad's worked there. He's now retired, but he had been working there for, oh, I don't know, 30 years at the time. He's a mechanic. So I would ride in nowhere with him and and, uh, basically do whatever. I started off pulling weeds for Bernice Wenzel, Vic's, Vic's wife. And, uh, you know, just kind of doing whatever going around. Then I ended up down at the shop washing equipment and, uh, you know, doing whatever, weed whipping, dumping garbage, sweeping the shop floor. And um, just as that kind of keeps going on, you just start doing more things and getting more opportunities. So then I started off running, you know, smaller equipment, skid loaders. And, and, uh, you know, you start uh, driving some semis around the yard and kind of doing that thing. And. Eventually, just became, you know, working in the yard basically full-time, not so much to working for Bernice, and um, did that every summer until I could work there full-time um, in high school. I took, uh, I, I did a PSEO uh, my last year, so I was able to go to, to school, college, and I did that in the evenings. so I, I would work at Vicks during the day and then go to school in the evenings. I went to school for law enforcement I kind of thought that'd be something neat to to go after and and continue to work at vix at the the same time and as time went on i kind of you know found out that you know that really wasn't the path i wanted to, to stay on as far as the, the law enforcement so just kept working at vix and eventually got my class a driver's license and and um became a, a union crane operator oiler where I'd, I'd oil on cranes and i'd run cranes and Worked with our heavy haul team and traveled a lot and, and, and did kind of that, that deal for two or three years. Uh, eventually, you know, met, met my wife, Andrea. We were dating and then decided we were going to get married. And, and working in the field, is it can be hard. You travel a lot. Yeah. Um, weekend work, ho- you know, holidays and what have you, kind of that deal, nights and, and just kind of a crazy schedule. And you know, money's good and insurance and all that was good. Everything was good. It's just it can be hard on a relationship. So kind of start poking around at other opportunities and 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 was uh contacted by our office that they had a a position open up uh, in the office as the dispatcher and uh, it was it was kind of a pretty neat timing it was right right before andrew and i were getting married and um i took it and and um it was a it was was a great decision did that for a few years and then and then um kind of moved up now to where i'm at and oversee the the day-to-day operations as the as the crane service manager and uh, oversee projects and, and uh, you know, like I said, kind of the day-to-day operations. We have uh, two remote branches. I, I go up there and, and see those guys uh, once a month, try to get up there and, and just make sure they're on task and, and go through that kind of stuff with them. And Yeah, so I, I've kind of, you know, I guess I'll say work, work my way up from the bottom and, and through all, all positions at VIX and work with pretty much every team and department uh, there so i i feel like i'm pretty well-rounded and but also can relate to guys in, in every position there you know whether it's the yard guys whether it's the guys traveling and having a hard time with that or, or whatever i can talk to them about it and i understand yeah um you know i had a family i have a family and uh, it can be difficult sometimes but you know we're, we're uh we're still smaller we're a big company but i try to keep it as a small time feel where where guys can you know we can still communicate and uh, you know, uh, you got to get home for your kid's birthday. You know, we'll, we'll figure something out. You gotta, you gotta get home. Your wife's having another baby. You know, we'll, we'll figure something out. We'll get some stuff swapped around. We'll, we'll figure it out. And you know, I think that's that's good for, uh, you, know, you know, keeping good good relationships with the guys and, and and making a good place to work.
0: Yeah, what a huge asset to have. Um, just all that experience coming through, all the different ranks, or at least working <clears throat> alongside uh, some of the other guys there uh, in the different positions well i mean what's normal uh in your world for guys starting i mean most guys are probably starting at the bottom right and then working into a position where they feel comfortable and kind of hanging out there what do guys usually do yeah
1: so we we have a couple you know employment opportunities we definitely still we try to keep a couple guys in the yard um basically starting off kind of from the bottom like i did we have great luck with farm kids you know they already kind of got you know they already run some equipment and and just they just kind of got the work ethic that we like um, they're getting harder to find. Um, but we also h- hire, you know, guys in different trades sometimes, whether it's, uh, for for instance, I had a guy coming on here soon. He works th- with the railroad, and uh, he's been on some tra- train derailments, which we help out clean up and stuff with our cranes. So he, he just kind of got some, uh, he lives over in Wisconsin. He's got some farming background. He's got a Class A driver's license, uh, you know, to, for driving semi stuff. So he's kind of coming on a little higher up than the yard position because he's, you know he's been been lived life a little bit more and has has seen and done some some stuff but uh you know we we hire where people are at where their qualifications are at and we try to place them in the best spots and then and then teach them from there Uh, we have we have great teaching opportunities we have great employees uh that have have been around forever that that are that are great teachers and um you know positioning those people with those with those good leaders and those good teachers is you know that that's kind of some of the opportunities i got and we've got to keep doing that um and eventually turn you know turn them into what they want to be some guys uh they want to just stay as an oiler you know is the second guy in the crane it's kind of the ground guy you know still a huge role and then and then the operator the main guy on the crane is is kind of the kind of the head position the top position um and, and a lot of guys want that and that's that's where we We'll teach them, and some guys move up, you know, faster than others.
0: Yeah, learning on the job is is definitely a great way to go. Are there other um, are there certifications and things these guys need to be keeping track of or keeping up on, uh, or any sort of formal education they need to get to move into these different roles?
1: Yeah, so to run a crane, you need a a CCO. It's a crane operating license, and it's a it's a national based uh, license that you have to renew every five years. Mine's actually coming due here next week. I got to do that. But uh, <laughs> you know, the first time you do it, it's a course. Like I said, we're we're a union shop with a union crane operators and oilers, so we have a training center that they you have access to. It's it's uh, you can go up there, they'll train you. They'll they'll teach you. They'll kind of teach you the bookwork and 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 that sort of stuff. And you go up there, and you, the first day is kind of a classroom setting where they'll kind of go through what you need and then the second day is the test uh, just a written test and once you pass that then you go up and take the hands on they have cranes there that you do your, your your practical test on Okay. and then once you once you pass all those things you have a a, a license to, to run the cranes now that being said uh, you know I have a crane license um, and I maintain that but does that mean I'm ready to go on our brand new 600 ton crane we just bought absolutely not yeah so you know that's where you know just because i have a license to do something doesn't mean that i'm 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 qualified or or, uh you know
0: yeah the right guy for the job yeah without without some training (laughs) so
1: again that's where it kind of comes down to managing the the personnel and, and and teams of guys um you know a lot of risk mitigation comes into that you don't want you don't want uh the wrong guys out there doing that stuff
0: okay so you're kind of learning uh what guys are good at running what equipment and then um trying to schedule those guys with that equipment and i mean do do guys stay with the same machine with same crane or do they jump uh between machines
1: yeah so starting off you'll you know a lot of guys will start off on smaller machines uh, a little less less moving parts yep um easier to drive down the road Oh, and, yeah, you know, right. all that kind of stuff. You start off on a on a smaller crane and then as you you know, some guys that they'll stay there. Some guys that's just that's kind of their home, that's that's their comfort level, that's my comfort level with, with their qualifications, and then other guys they move up fast. They're uh they just they just they just have it. They just kinda of, you can just see it, they have it, okay, and then they'll progress and move move for further up. Um, one of our last yard guys, he came out of the yard, we put him on a three hundred fifty ton crane, it's one of our larger cranes. He was on that for I don't know for sure a year, let's say, and then when we got this new 600 ton crane, he moved up to that. He's just, you know, he's just got it. He's got the cool. He's got the the knack for it. And That's awesome. Very responsible young guy, but uh, you know takes his job very seriously and um, you know excels at it. So uh, there's definitely opportunity to move around. And then uh, and then that being said, our operators are a lot of them are very uh, multifaceted. They can run multiple cranes in our fleet. Uh, some some guys can run basically all of our cranes. Um, they just, they've been around and done a lot of it. And, um, yep. so that, that, those are, those are good players to have in place. Uh, for me as management, just so somebody's sick, somebody's going on vacation, whatever you've got these, these backup guys that can fill in, fill in roles. Yep. Do
0: you have support from manufacturers or OEMs to help train these guys on, on the different cranes or is it, uh, or is it kind of learning on the job?
1: So most of it's learning on the job. Okay. We, we, a lot of the cranes that we buy are, you know, new used, a little bit of shine wore off them, right? You, you know, yep. we kind of look at it as very reliable still, but take a little bit of that price takeoff. Yep. Mm-hmm. That being said, we have purchased plenty of brand new cranes. When you purchase a brand new crane, um, you do get some some dealer support, right, okay. where they come down and they do a, um, commissioning of that crane. They get it set up in our, our yard, set it up, kind of put all the components on it,
0: smash a champagne bottle over yeah yeah not that quite but
1: uh that's a good <laughs> opportunity for us we try to have the the guy that's going to be on that crane picked out already and have him oh. involved okay um with that kind of commissioning and setting it up and going through it with mm-hmm. the dealership um who are factory trained and what have you so th- there is some of that but say i buy a a used crane you know a couple year old crane tomorrow at that you drive it in the gate, and that's that. That's you, know, you, it, just, yep. you just kind of use maybe um, some of our more senior guys that, that that already know how to run that crane, and, and they're the they're the teachers.
0: Okay, Jimmy, you're just out in Seattle. That's a big trip. Yeah, big. What country uh, boy out in a <laughs> Big city. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> country mouse. Yeah, yeah. What uh, what exactly were you up to out there? Were you overseeing the whole project?
1: <laughs> no, no, this was not project related. Oh, okay. Um, vix is an an esop which is employee owned company so it's Mm -hmm. a pretty neat deal um myself and there's it it ebbs and flows on on people how we how we hire them there we probably have about 35 employee owners okay Um, vix is an employee owned company 100 percent employee owned so this conference that i went to out there is a uh it's just a learning opportunity it's an educational thing and um a lot of different topics out there that you can kind of tailor to what you're looking for you know so for what I went out there with the intentions of was you know working on my leadership skills and um you know how I can better get employee engagement you know when you when you become an employee owned company the 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 main goal of that is to get buy in from your employees you want people to act like owners they want you want them to you know treat it like it's their own Mm -hmm. um work hard Um, go the extra step um step up when when somebody's having a hard time help them out with that there's if there's opportunity for more raise your hand hey i'll take that um try to have that mentality that you know not have the mentality excuse me that that well that's not my job you know we don't we don't say that around there no Uh, or most of us don't um so, but you definitely still have people that are, you know, kind of just showing up for the paycheck and, sure. um, you're going to have that, but you're always trying to engage that people more, those people more and, and, you know, you are always wanting people to strive better and do more, um, myself included, right? There's, there's, I'm always trying to learn, always trying to do better and, and, and be a better, you know, manager. And so that's kind of what I tried to focus on out there and take classes that were more tailored towards that.
0: Towards the leadership yeah and
1: and you know i guess what i'll call it like uh coaching was a big word versus become you know come into a meeting and and tell everybody Mm -hmm. have it be more two-way conversation um you know hey how am i doing as a as a manager as a leader you know what 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 guys what would you like more from me what would you what what kind of more information i can i get you give you stuff like that versus just coming in and and telling everybody what you know they need to work on or what they need to improve on yeah there's definitely going to be some of that but uh you know, having a, again, kind of what I talked about earlier of, of, of relationships, whether it's with, with your peers in the office, whether it's with your guys out in the field, you, you got to have that. And there's going to be times where you got to, you know, make tough decisions and what have you. You can't just be friends all the time, but yeah. um, definitely creates a better work environment. You know, so so that's kind of what I what I focused on uh, for myself, mm-hmm. and then there's uh, opportunities out there for more new newer members to the ESOP, new new people that don't know as much. So there's some baseline classes that teach you kind of from ground up how they work and how they are created and that co- sort of thing. And then there's there's very advanced classes for maybe your your CFO, and and, and they kind of go into some some more deep classes that are they're, they're over my head, you know, that, yeah. that might not ever involve me, but. Uh, it was a good conference. It's, it was a national-based conference, so it was, oh, I don't know how many people they said that were out there. But uh, a, lot of, a lot of companies, a lot Is of it, construction companies are okay. employee-owned, believe gotcha. it or not. <laughs> um, I learned that there's 6,400, which I guess I thought there'd be more, 6,400 companies, roughly, uh, are employee-owned in the United States.
0: Of all different sizes, big and small? Big and small, yeah, you bet. that's awesome.
1: Yeah. Um, I would consider ourselves more of a small employee-owned company there's companies they're talking that you know three four hundred employees over six eight locations across the entire yeah. united states right, right. and some of the hurdles and struggles that they go through and on, on what i talked about getting buy-in from their employees uh trying to get, do that through a zoom meeting right yeah um, i have the opportunity to sit down with these you know, my guys and, and gals in person and talk to them and and you know again trying to keep People engage and keep people right. not, get them out of the day to day rut. Uh, we yep. can all get into that, and and that was a good opportunity for me this conference to kind of get me, you know, refocused on what's what what needs to be looked at. So,
0: yeah, it's easy to get hyper focused on your day to day stuff and kind of lose track of that big picture. Did did Vic set that up from the beginning that way? An employee-owned company?
1: No. So Vic's Vic Vic's crane service was was started off you know by uh, Vic Wenzel started off as a i mean i'm not very you know as well versed as i should be probably on our company history but you know started off as a small welding company and turned it into a crane service and, and it developed into where it's at today um and the owners that were you know the owners of Vix crane at the time here about five or six years ago i think we're going on um we ready to get out and okay. um
0: that was like second generation then Yes. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yep. One of Vic's daughters was still uh, one of the owners. So yeah, it would have been second generation when they're looking at getting out, you know, we're a pretty big player and at least in our area, you get a lot of attention from big companies because we've got some large accounts up here in the, in the state of Minnesota and, in outlying areas mm-hmm. um, that are that big companies look for uh, oil refineries, you know, nuclear facilities, you know, all kinds of big stuff. So you know, the the big players come to town. Well, what can happen is they come in and they say, okay, well, we already have our own financing team, so they're just gonna they're gonna take that away. They're gonna they're gonna get rid of those folks. Mm-hmm. They maybe have their own maintenance team. They're gonna get rid of your maintenance department, right? Well, these are some of the employees that have worked there, such as my dad, my uncle, um myself, even in in a, in a management position in the office you know i've been there for 17 years my uncle my dad you know at this point they've been there for 40 years so you know you could lose a lot of the people that mm-hmm. you know really helped build this company from from way back to, to where it's at today right. so this employee ownership was a way to still retain your team your guys the people and gals yep. that that helped bring this company to this to this level that we're at now okay um, so it's a pretty cool deal uh, it's a great opportunity you know and it's going to be it's it should be really good for like myself. I'm a younger guy and I should be able to see this thing through for for quite some time now and uh and grow. Um yeah. So no, it 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 really wasn't in the plans, I guess, from 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 way back. But uh definitely a neat a neat thing that the that the previous owners did for us. Um to 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 you know, keep the company the feel that it it has still to to this day.
0: Yeah, I'm guessing you've got uh, quite a few accounts that appreciate that that uh, it's more of a family-owned, family-ran feeling type of business. So you've been there for 20 years almost? Uh,
1: 17, I believe. Yeah,
0: as far as being on the payroll. Not pulling, yeah. not pulling yeah. weeds yeah. out there. Yeah, I've yeah, been there a year
1: or two before that. Um,
0: okay. Yeah. So what are some big changes you've seen maybe not at the company, but in the industry over those years?
1: Sure. You know, safety has become huge, and, and rightfully so. Uh, yeah. Big pieces of equipment, a lot of times the accidents aren't small, mm-hmm. right? People are, are seriously injured or, or killed, unfortunately. So safety has definitely taken a new role in my time there, right? So when I started working there, run around the yard, yeah. shoot, I didn't wear, you know, any sort of uh, personal protective personal protective equipment ppe you know no hard hats no safety glasses none of that stuff it just (laughs) just, you just didn't and now it's you know it's it's just company policy you know if you're outside and there's any sort of overhead stuff going on which at a crane company there's always stuff going on hard hat safety glasses um you know safety vest steel steel toe boots all that kind of stuff so that's one thing you know in my short time if you will in the industry um right it's Mm -hmm. it's that's huge and um like I said, and, and for good reason. Now it you and you either adapt or you die, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So these big facilities that, that we work in, uh, they expect this stuff. They expect you to have policies in place and they expect you to um and come in and work under their stringent rules. Well, they're willing to pay us to do it. Um you'd be foolish not to, right? Mm-hmm. So that's definitely one thing I've seen uh come a long ways.
0: And do you see that from the from uh like your crane manufacturers as well are they implementing more safety features and things like that in the cranes
1: yeah for sure some of the cranes have these uh these kind of tail lights and they're on the outside of the cab facing out right okay. so they're in the green when you're lifting nothing or something small and light and as you get something that's heavier and closer to the rated capacity of the crane of, of that configuration where it's lifting it starts turning to yellow well what we found is a lot of people they'd be signaling the crane and they're not even paying attention to what they're signaling. They're staring at that light mm-hmm. and seeing what what the what the little readout showing. Close? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's it's like, like the
0: hammer game at the fair. It, it <laughs> wasn't. Uh, it's
1: not a. It's not a great. It, it's. I don't feel that it was a great safety feature because you know the, the crane operator's got it on his computer in the cab. Um, it doesn't really need to be shown out there. Yeah, right. you know these cranes have capacities in them, and they're they're rated to lift to to that maximum capacity they're rated for that right yep. and then there's safety factors that are included in that as well so if you get to that capacity there is still some extra there but yeah. that's just where it's cut off
0: yep.
1: so for for the customer or somebody else looking at that little tattletale light uh it i didn't feel that it would it was a a great feature um gotcha. <laughs> so because <laughs> it's it just kind of
0: like how far can you push it yeah almost <laughs> yeah. right
1: it was I uh, i felt counterproductive yeah <clears throat> But, uh, they've added, you know, camera systems like anything, right? Like your vehicle and, um, have these, these cameras that can almost give you that kind of 3d image, right? They're placed in certain spots and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. Gotcha. Um, so yeah, they're, they're just, they're right. Heated seats, cruise control, air conditioning, you know, all the, all the bells and whistles, uh, you know, so yeah, they're, they're coming a long ways and, and, um. They're they're pretty 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 neat looking rigs too. They're looking, you know, pretty uh, space age, neat looking Sweet. stuff. Yeah, yep, yep. yeah.
0: Are you guys waiting on any machines? I mean, that you've ordered or anything like that? Yeah.
1: Well, not so much machines. Uh, parts oh, uh, yeah. definitely have a ton of issues with that. We uh, we run a lot of Grove as a brand of crane, and they're made in Germany. So, right, you're dealing with overseas stuff. Yep. Um, for example, we just received a brand new crane um probably a month ago let's call it and the there's a, a part uh, a piece of this crane is called the jib it's a lattice uh, section of a boom that that comes with it and they had known that it was going to be delayed so they had asked if we wanted to receive the crane without it and get it sooner or wait until that 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 piece was there because then it can get configured and and um it'll be compatible with the crane okay we opted to get the machine first because without this piece, we can still utilize the crane um, yeah. on different projects. Okay. We can, so, so we'd rather get the machine and, and potentially put it on job sites and start making money with it sooner than later versus waiting. Yep. Uh, it, was a good, it was a good plan now. Um, when that crane came in, we emailed the manufacturer and asked kind of what the status update was on that piece. And uh, they said it's going to be, you know, potentially end of July. And um, again, these things are made in Germany. And um, one thing, and I didn't even think of it, but uh, a lot of the folks in their manufacturing facilities and their plants over there uh, have have left because they have ties over to uh, Ukraine and they're actually over there helping the uh, the fight over there. So, oh, okay. was, uh, you know, kind of ne- neat, I guess, that they're they're taking that role on. And, and uh, yeah, you know, yeah. I'll, I'll give them a little extra time to go
0: help the efforts. Yep. Sure. How small the world is. Yep. Is there, is there people that go out, or is there a position at VIX that, um they go out and bid jobs or
1: yeah absolutely okay we have project managers that that's what they do they go look at jobs measure them up yep kind of figure out what size crane it is. come back to the office throw some pen to paper calculator kind of kind of get some pricing put together for customers and you got to be competitive we have we have competitors just like any other company and uh you know you don't want to be a race to the bottom uh, for sure, because no. these are big, expensive pieces of equipment. You got to keep uh, keep feeding. Yep. So, um, but yeah, absolutely. And, and I've done a little bit of that myself. Uh, just it, it's not, you know, again, uh, when you're working kind of through all the all the areas of the company, it's just something that you, know, you end up doing. And um, so, I've got some time with that, um, and can help newer guys when they come into the office, um, kind of help them out and how how we do it, and and uh, you know, you kind of got to know the market middle of winter when uh, you got a, a fleet of cranes sitting there mm-hmm. yeah you might be a little more aggressive on the pricing because you want to get them off the gate and rolling yeah um, right. middle of summer when when things construction season's busy and, and you know equipment availability is low yep. well that's when you know that's when uh, there's no there's not a lot of price breaks. you know it's 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 no different than than uh, really anything else in the world yeah
0: right um is there any jobs that you're like no we're not oh we're, for we're sure. not doing that yeah for sure <laughs> that's not
1: um <laughs> You know, I, I like to say we try to shy away from trees and, and hot tubs. Um, <laughs> you know, and a lot of people have looked up crane accidents on on YouTube and what have you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I just don't look at that stuff, right? Because it's uh, just bad stuff for, for my industry. It's so bad karma. But, yeah. um, <laughs> you know, a lot of times, one thing you run into is, is a lot of people are trying to get it done as cheap as possible. So, okay. you know, that's not always the opportunity, the work that we're chasing after. Yeah. Um, you can have a hard time getting paid. You can have, you can get into a dispute after the fact that, oh, I don't think it's, you know, you guys did that much, you know, that it didn't take that long. I don't feel, you know, it was worth that kind of money. And it we've just found ourselves in kind of a, a lot of battles with that type of work. And it, it can be dangerous. Yeah. Um, you're dealing with a hot tub, right? You're trying to set up a, a large piece of equipment. And uh, let's just say your driveway out front here, um, you know, you're cracking up the concrete almost every time. These are big, heavy pieces of equipment. Um, so your, your, your homeowner's mad at you. Mm -hmm. Um, you, you got your, your outriggers of the crane out in the grass. Well, punctured a, uh, sprinkler line, let's say. Yeah. Um, you got trees overhanging, you got power lines. There's just all kinds of stuff going on for, a for a, a small lift and like right. I said I'm not saying that there's no job that that's not worth it to us there you know we'll we'll, we'll do everything but we also do things right so yep. yeah. as a cutting company I'm going to come and tell you as a customer as a homeowner saying there's a, there's a 95% chance I'm going to I'm going to crack your concrete are you okay with that and and, and some some people are, are okay with that but we're upfront with it and say there's a pretty good chance it's going to be busted up yep. um you know we got to get we got to you know a lot of smaller you know Lots in town or they don't have the real estate. So you got to go talk to your neighbor because your, your crane is going to potentially be on their, on their property and you got to get their buy-in and, and yeah. get them to sign off on stuff like that. Um, power lines. We just, we just don't mess around with that stuff. Uh, you, we don't, there's, there's OSHA laws that you can't even lift underneath uh, power lines. If your crane has the capability of, of scoping out and touching them. Okay. Yeah, right, right, right. Um, so there's, there's all kinds of stuff like that involved and, and and then trees. Okay. That was kind of the hot tub subject. And then the tree work, um, you get set up, you're you they they rig you onto a piece of that tree, and, and then they just cut it off. Yeah, and it's yours. Right. Um, if it's uh, <laughs> they it thought if they thought the it bottom. was a thousand pounds and it ended up being three thousand pounds, yeah, uh, there's no going back. No. So um, again, can get you can get you know get you in trouble. So a lot of times, you know, we just make sure that the crane is good for like, just. Just way more. I mean, if they estimate that the piece they're going to cut off is 1,000 pounds, we make sure the crane is good for five times that. You know, you just... You just you set yourself up for success. So yep. those are kind of the two that stand out when you ask about jobs that we <laughs> yeah. we don't do. We do them. Um, we I, just don't love doing them.
0: Yeah, I can't believe there's that many hot tubs. Like that many people want hot tubs. Well, they want them on their
1: back decks, right? Yeah, they want them right, overlooking right. the lake, yep, and yep. Uh, they're they're 700 pounds or, or whatever they are, thousand yeah. pounds. It's and, just a long reach, right? Yeah, yeah. And you can't. There's just no good way to get them back there. <laughs> right, um, right. We uh, I was on a job site one time. It was over in Prior Lake. And, uh, it's just a spaghetti junction of, uh, power lines and, and cobblestone driveway and oh, it yeah. was just all the bad stuff. And, yep. um, we yep. just, we just couldn't do it with the crane that we brought. We just said, we can't do it. But, but like I said, Hey, we're standing here. We'll help you carry it. Yep. Hey, you yep. know, like we're <laughs> yep. still two able bodied men yep. and, uh, it just was too much for, for, for us and you know, they said, no, no, we're not do it. So they were actually gonna wait for the lake to freeze and then bring it across the lake up the backyard that way on a All sled right. or something yep. and get it up onto the back deck that way. Yep. And, uh, so yeah, um, that's kind of, that's kind of that topic. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. what,
0: so that's the bad ones, right? The ones you don't want to do. What yeah. are the ones that get your guys excited? Oh, like certain plants to go into? No, or? no, no, no. Okay. plant Hard work is, plant works not fun. Okay, got uh, it. that's, uh, how it's set setting a hot tub in a plant. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Uh,
1: plant work is, you know, Again, a lot of policies, a lot of paperwork, and you know, most lifts have a ton of paperwork, ton of sign-offs. You know, yeah. again, back to that safety stuff. So, yeah. it's not a very exciting day. Gotcha. Um, it's uh, pretty, pretty uh, sterilized. Um, but we get ourselves into all kinds of what I consider neat uh, lifts. Um, okay. Lifted a big pedestrian bridge up in uh, northern Minnesota, ATV bridge. Um, we lift. You know, uh, the founder of Anderson Windows. We we lifted his. Um, boat up it was a big uh, like they use it for tours and stuff and uh the, the lake was freezing in and they couldn't get it into the uh, boat house, or i, I don't re- exactly recall the thing so we had to go lift it out of the water it required one of our you know, largest cranes a 550 ton crane to do that so you Sweet. know to the point where we had guys in the water with waders on yeah, cool. you know rigging this boat and okay. stuff like that so we yep, get into yep. some neat stuff like that and okay. those are kind of the, the stuff that you know i used to like doing you know when i was in the field something um, different oh for yeah, sure yeah.
0: Um, you set that bridge in Red Wing too right that pedestrian yep bridge? yep
1: we uh we set the pedestrian bridge in Red Wing. correct nice. um so yeah there's definitely stuff like that I, I would say the more unique stuff is definitely what gets the guys kind of why they do what they do it's easy. i could you can find yourself doing some neat stuff i could see that for sure um you know we've uh, some of the some of the Christmas trees in, in the like St. Paul, um, Rice Park and oh, uh, Union Depot. We we that's we do okay. a lot of those a lot of times. Uh, nice. So you know, pretty,
0: that's, the, that's the kind of tree job you will take. Yeah, right. You
1: know, Christmas time. So um, it's kind of neat. You know, you're getting there at Christmas time and people are you know most people are in good moods and it's yeah, just yeah. you know it's just fun yep. kind of time and yep. um so stuff like that right that yep. that's what kind of guys like doing the stuff for. I could see that.
0: Yeah. So you, uh, are crane and heavy haul it, the heavy hauling, is that something that just comes with the territory of running these cranes that you've got to move heavy stuff as well?
1: Yeah, for sure. It's another, it's another, uh, you know, another option we can offer. It's another service we can offer. Right. So if you're lifting up something heavy, a lot of times it's got to get there or get somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, uh, how do you move that? Whether it's, you know, a lot of it's by truck and specialized transport trailers. And we, we own some of that stuff. So, um, we have uh, these platform trailers. Our, our brand is Goldhoffer, and they, they can move upwards. of We have moved, you know, a million pounds on them. Jeez, um, big, huge vessels. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, you know, one one project we worked on, we actually shut down 50, Highway 52 there, right across from uh, the oil refinery there, uh, just north of us. And we, you know, we had State Patrol. It was a night job. We shut the whole highway down and brought this vessel across from the river down there, and uh, brought it across and into the into the the refinery and that's pretty big undertaking pretty uh you know years of planning going into oh, that yeah. something like that because it's coming right. up on a barge you know from you know cross seas coming up the mississippi all the way up here we unload it off the barge get it onto our special trailers bring it across the highway shut it down it's yeah. it's pretty 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 neat stuff oh yeah so um those special transport trailers uh definitely is another service we yeah like you said it kind of comes with it there i yeah. guess Kind of makes us more unique because that's another service that we we offer. Right, so, right.
0: seems like transformers are heavy too, right? Yeah, you that, bet. That's a big one that you guys do too. Yeah, big
1: electrical transformers. We do a lot of those. You know, four or five hundred thousand pounders are yeah. they're big ones. But we do quite a few of them. A lot of yeah. times they'll come in uh, via rail. Okay. And then we'll we have a, a sliding system that we you know slide them off the, off the rail car, uh, with this with the system with beams and, and hydraulic rams and what have you. Actually, we use uh, dish soap. That's our lubrication for sliding. And this. It works. And, <laughs> it uh, works for a slipping slide too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, we use that as our as our sliding agent, and um, you just get filthy doing this this work, oh, and yeah, your bad. clothes are just just like black from that rust and and right. that and that. Metal moving back and forth, but it's all it's all coated in Dawn dish soap, right? So, yep. uh, when you get done uh, for the project, whether it's a week long or whatever, you know, you get home, you throw your clothes to laundromat or at your home, and man, yep. they come out spick and span clean. <laughs> their, it's all, it's all Dawn just soap. But yeah. so, anyhow, we'll, we'll slide these things off of the rail car over onto our that special transport trailer, move it to you know the substation out in a lot of them around cornfields. It's not really glamorous yeah, places, right, right. A cool yeah, place right, to man. visit, right? But, um, and then we and they slide them off and you and you jack them down. We use hydraulic jacks to jack them down onto the concrete pad and and then the electrical guys come in and you know get them all hooked up right right. so um, we do call out quite a bit of that
0: Hmm. so that's another thing you need to worry about when you're moving these things to just random spots is um you know what bridges will hold what the roads will hold uh tight turns yeah you tight spots in towns yeah i mean do you have somebody on Foot out there checking these things. <laughs> yeah, so Why I get somebody just oh, driving around, yeah. measuring things?
1: Oh, for sure. Yeah, we do route surveys. Absolutely. Okay. Um, our guys do route surveys. We have to do a lot. We work with the cities, states, right, um, talking about these routes. A lot of them have to be uh, lines have to be lifted, electrical lines, uh, power lines, uh, communication lines. So you got to sometimes be calling the electrical company. You got to be calling the cable company. You got to have all these people out there on this night move to lift these lines up or to drop them down and. Uh, again goes into that planning so you bet um is that
0: something where those power companies or communication companies have crews that are just for doing that stuff or is it tricky to get them to come out and do it uh no the the, you know
1: we have to pay them we have to pay them to do it so Mm -hmm. um they'll come and do it and we have to try and work that into our bid on to the to the final customer right Mm -hmm. um and boy some of them can be you know pretty big uh, sums of money, you know, twenty, twenty, thirty thousand dollars for wow. that kind of stuff on longer hauls and Crazy. and different lines and what have you. So, um, as far as the bridges, you know, um, you know, instead of going over a bridge, there's you know there's opportunity what we call ramp it, right? So you don't go over that bridge, you go down the down the uh, off mm-hmm. ramp, go across on the lower section, and come okay. back up on the on ramp, so yeah, you don't sure. actually cross that bridge. Yeah. You go down and up and, and you know, or or same thing, yeah. um, if you can't make it underneath it because you're too tall same thing you go up the up the ramp and then back down the other side okay um so would you call that
0: ramping it yeah you ramp it or just ramp yeah, it. yeah right <laughs>
1: so um some some have opportunities of doing that the ones that just have a straight ramp on straight ramp off well now yeah. we got a lot of relief stuff and so right but it's just just different things that we that you, you have to do on on some of these routes yeah yep
0: crazy what goes into it
1: yeah, it's you know, it's it's interesting to a lot of people, but when you do it day in and day out, it, it's work still. You know, yeah, right? it's still just going to work. You um, <laughs> do some. uh getting off topic here a little, bit not off topic, off track a little bit. So we, you know, we go to some some trade shows, right, and promote our company and stuff like that. And, okay. You know, we usually get a pretty good group of people around our booth, you know, and you know, I've, I've had a booth booth people next to me say you know geez you guys always have people over there and i said well you know nothing you know you're, you guys are trying to sell a valve and i'm I'm selling these you know pretty neat services it's kind of always cool <laughs> right, stuff right. to talk about these yeah. big big neat toys right yep. so uh it, it is fun right i i it's it's an easy thing to talk about at least um because it, we do some we do some pretty neat stuff and uh you know it's exciting to a lot of people right
0: yeah oh definitely yeah i mean who didn't grow up reading books about heavy equipment or Cranes or anything like that, right. but we all read when we were growing up, and you get to play with them.
1: Yeah, yeah. no, it's uh, it's, you ever
0: just head out in the yard and start pulling levers?
1: No, no, I uh, <laughs> just tested not, not it, it, kind of back to what we talked about earlier. Yeah, I've got the license to do it, but uh, boy, you know, again, talking about even some change at the company, a lot of the equipment that I ran, um i was a I was a young guy, so I didn't run a ton of equipment. I ran you know quite a bit, but uh a lot of that stuff is either not even at at the company anymore or mm-hmm. you know it's 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 obsolete you know it's, right. it's gotten too old we've replaced it with newer equipment with newer yeah. computer systems and stuff like that and um so shoot, I don't even know i would be able to muddle my way through a few of them sure but <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah. You know.
0: how's the market on uh like when you guys are are gonna decommission a crane uh, how's the market on selling those are there guys out there that are Jumping on them,
1: yeah. So it's hard when you're selling something
0: potentially to your competition. You got it right. (laughs) So, so you're advertising Craigslist, Louisiana, or something. Well,
1: you know, I prefer when cranes go overseas. Um,
0: oh, interesting. uh, One of those guys,
1: yeah. Well, it's just, it's just, it's just you're never going to compete with it, yeah. right. Now you have somebody come from southern Minnesota or whatever, and oh no, we only use it for this type of service. Let's whether it's uh know grain outfit doing grain legs or something like that well you know you're buying an expensive piece of equipment a smart businessman is going to say yeah we only do grain legs but then when there's no grain legs set up we're going to be doing this work or that work and whatever it's potentially operate you know work that we could have been doing Um, that being said is if they're looking for a crane they're going to find one somewhere so Mm -hmm. you know why not take their money Um, so there's two ways of looking at it right now we do have you know, we're, you know, some older equipment that we're you're, you're trying to move. And some of the stuff we have been running is is transportation issues, right? Costs, mm. right? Just like everybody's dealing with is with fuel and, and that sort of stuff. Uh, yeah. Shipping yeah. Um, to, to go overseas. So um, that's, that has been hard right now is, is trying to move uh, older equipment um, because you get a lot of interest. Um, our cranes and the way we maintain them and the condition that they're in when we're ready to be done with them potentially looked at as excellent, excellent condition in other yeah. countries. They, sure you know, you. These things are <laughs> yeah. state-of-the-art and, yep. and right. in pre, pre prime condition for yeah. them, <laughs> right. and we're looking at them ready to, to retire them. So yeah. you do definitely get a lot of interest. It's just now we're kind of up against that, that wall of transporta- transportation. And so
0: that's not up to the buyer to figure that part out? It is. Oh, okay. But
1: but when they start finding and getting estimates on that, it, it definitely eats into their yeah. purchase price mm-hmm. when they, you know, if they can get it for Right, you right. know this cost and if you attack on a you know fifty hundred thousand dollars for to getting it to to the where they want it to be right
0: that can be a that can be a game changer gotcha but speaking of competition I'm sure there's plenty of smaller companies around the area that that can provide some of the services that you do are there any I mean i call them smaller shops but you know smaller operations that maybe get a job and and get can't fulfill that job and call you guys to help out at all? I mean, has that ever happened? Absolutely. Um,
1: We have, you know, competitors, but they're, they're good competition. We have, uh, absolutely. Okay. Um, smaller outfits. They have a certain size classic crane. And, uh, when it exceeds that, because we got such a good working relationship with them, they'll just call us and they'll even have us, you know, come down and, and, and look at the job with them. And, um, you know, either we'll bill them the, the other crane company. And then they, you know that way their customer yeah you know they their customer just wants to call that company right yeah. and yeah. they don't care how it gets done they don't care if vic shows up they just want to know that that job got done so yep. Yep. a lot of times we'll build that other crane company and then they'll uh they'll pass it through to the customer maybe mark us up a little bit right make a little little off of it yeah um, wow. which is which is fine but uh no, it's they're, they're great competitors to have. That's super and, cool. And same thing. I mean, we're, we're big, but we we get busy. We get we get time when we can't. We'll, we'll get somebody a call and say, "Hey, I need something." You know, first thing tomorrow morning. And if I can't, I'm happy to pass along their information because they do it, you know, tenfold to us. Um, yeah. So yeah. I'm happy to give out other other companies' numbers when I can't fulfill it because again, I want my customers to get taken care of. Um,
0: yeah, you don't want to just leave them high and dry. No, nope,
1: sorry, can't help you. Good luck. Yeah, um right. it's It's. Uh, <laughs> You know, hey, let me let me make some calls. Let me see if I can't get something lined out for you, right? Whether they're, you know, I I, I hire that other company and pass it through or, or whatever.
0: Yeah, that's super cool to have um, to have relationships like that. You must have to have a pretty large shop uh, to to get these things inside and and be able to maintain them. Do you keep them on like a maintenance schedule, or is it a fix as needed, or how do you uh, how do you keep these cranes rolling?
1: Sure, uh, both. They have to uh, do annual inspections. That's a required thing that's done once oh. a year. Uh, but then there's absolutely maintenance schedules. I, I would lie if I told you the intervals, if it's a three hundred hour, yep. if it's six hundred yeah. hour. <laughs> right, right. You know, I don't know, I'm not a I, I'm not the maintenance guy, but there's definitely hourly s- you know, schedules for, you know, oil changes and, and filter changes and stuff like that. Absolutely. And then on top of that our guys are are required to do daily inspections, you know, walk around inspections, checking tires, lights, um, your your basic safety features your your Mm -hmm. your horns and your um your limits uh you know right the computer stuff and you know visual inspections uh the cable the hoist cable right making sure there's no damage to that any sort of uh wire that's sticking out and and all that stuff can be considered out of service stuff daily um and then you know for for inspection kind of stuff by the crane operator and then as far as shop stuff yeah um it's it's a the the fleet keeps growing and uh, yep. w- heavy equipment mechanics is definitely not a, a, a we don't have a long list of guys that are are lined up to want to do that. Them are getting to be harder and harder to find. So definitely something we struggle with.
0: I smell an opportunity there. Are you guys looking for any mechanics right now or techs?
1: Absolutely. Hey, yeah.
0: if you're out there <laughs> and you know how to turn wrenches, you want you yeah. want a cool job. Yeah, yep. come.
1: Uh, come see me and I'll get you hooked up to the right people but uh yeah it's uh it's tough um it's hard work yeah but uh you know you can make a career out of it you can definitely make a career out of it my uh, my dad did you know mm-hmm. raised, raised me and uh, my brother and and uh made a career out of it so
0: i would guess that you as a mechanic you've got to be ready to go on the road too if uh, if a crane is on site and something happens you got to be ready to roll up there and and get that thing going again
1: Absolutely, yeah. I don't remember if I said this earlier, but yeah, we have two other branches—one up in Hibbing, Minnesota, and one in Superior, Wisconsin. So, still within driving distances. But yeah, you bet—you know, four or five hours away. If we got something up one of them other outfits or other shops that are broke down, um, yeah, you're going and potentially spending the night if it becomes a long repair or a repair that's a couple of days long. So, yeah, and you know, yeah, our, our services are you know five state area and 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 plus we'll go we'll go anywhere you know somebody's willing to to have us Um, the further you go it's harder to become or to stay competitive just Mm -hmm. because it's travel distance things just cost so much to get there but uh we have customers that that want us there so we'll we'll travel for them iowa north dakota south dakota you know wisconsin stuff like that so
0: yep uh hibbing and superior were those existing companies or did you guys build new there
1: no so we're we rent shops in both those locations okay um the hibbing branch we actually had an employee that that used to work for Vicks out of uh, Rosemount here, uh, moved up there and was working in one of the iron mines and uh, kind of stayed, always stayed connected with them. Oh, cool. And, uh, you know just through talking and and kind of us oh had been looking up in that iron range because it's big work up there mm-hmm. um gee, you know the, the truck boxes up there on these mining trucks are you know 100,000 pounds right um yeah. just to, the truck box so if they have any uh, issues with their you know their axles and their rear axles though you gotta pull that truck box off it's 100,000 know. oh, yeah. pounds you know they're <laughs> dropping you know uh, all this heavy payload and that every day and a day also they are need to be replaced and repaired so anyhow I uh, stayed in contact with that that gentleman and, and then eventually started a rented a shop kind of start, started up there small and, and now we've got a, a pretty good fleet of cranes up there kind of uh, you know 350 class crane all the way down to a, a 40 ton boom truck so we kind of got all all bases covered up there and, and then the superior branch um, again trying to kind of get something up there up that north shore line and get a a kind of a spot there, uh, again, to kind of get that that spot tied up. And um, those gentlemen had not worked for us. They worked for um, other crane companies in the past and uh, kind of worked out getting those guys and rented a shop. And, you know, um, same thing. We got a 300-ton crane down to a a 45-ton boom truck there. So, again, we've got a good fleet of cranes there. And But when you have remote branches, um, you know, you got to, you got to keep them involved and keep them engaged and, and, yeah. and give, give, give them some oversight as well. Get up mm-hmm. there and, and make sure that they're on task and they're they're following uh, our company policies and, and are true to our core values because it's your name out there, right? It's our name. Yeah, right. yeah. That's uh, I want it to be the same You know, no matter where you hire us. I want you to have that same professionalism and that same quality of work that you'd expect out of whether it's our main branch or whether it's our remote branches. Absolutely.
0: Perfect. I mean, that's obviously what's kept you guys rolling all these years is uh, is the quality of service you do provide. What do you see for the future of the company? Well, we're
1: we're always talking expansion, sure, um, but I don't know if we're quite prepared for that yet. I don't know if we have the I don't know if we have the right people in place yet. Um, the 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 more you get spread out, the more exposure you have to potentially providing a. Substandard service in my in in, in our standards, yeah uh, totally right? Agree. Because mm-hmm. it starts getting more and more watered down. Right. Yeah, whether right. it's your management in that branch, whether it's your operators in the field, right? They may have not went through the kind of the what I'll call training course and worked underneath some of these awesome guys we got out of our main branch, right? Now I'm hiring these guys. Maybe I don't even know them, right? I'm just yeah. hiring them on, on the right. on, on the on the hopes that they know what they're doing. So. Yep we always are looking at expanding and we always want to expand, but we definitely have to get the right people in place. And, you know, I, I myself and as a manager and, and others as managers, we're, we're gonna need to spend more time at those places and, and invest more in them and, and teach them, um, again, our, our core values and, and kind of how we do things. We're geared up, I think for a pretty good year. Um, so just started finally shining today. Yeah, right. Uh, so that's just going to help turn the work on, um, a little bit of a slower winter so Hmm.
0: good 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 to look into a into a busier summer and getting these guys working and getting those cranes working yeah you bet do you think we covered everything you wanted to talk about jimmy
1: yeah you bet Uh, answered all our questions i don't know if i got anything else to say i got all kinds of stuff to (laughs) say but uh (laughs) yeah if we're just staying on work topic yeah it's uh that's kind of a, a crane and heavy haul company in a nutshell and you know it's been a it's been a pretty good pretty good career path for me so far and you know i would i would recommend it Uh, and that's something i talk to to the guys that i i hire i tell them that uh i use myself as an example that uh that that the the opportunities are endless here if you if you keep your eyes and your ears open and you work hard and you put your mind to it you know you can you can do whatever you want here um because opportunities just come up Mm -hmm. and uh um, that's that's what I got to say.
0: Yeah, I think just about everyone we've talked to, uh, a common thread is working hard because if you're working hard, you'll be prepared for that opportunity once it does show up for you. Yes, sir. Uh, so, Jimmy, if, if there's anybody out there that needs something heavy or light lifted, how can they find you guys?
1: Oh, you can go on... Uh uh, www.vixco.com I think is one of our websites. I think they both lead to the same one or vixcrane.com. And otherwise, our main line is six five one four two three seven four zero zero. You can ask for Jimmy.
0: You might, <laughs> if you call, you might even get that silky smooth voice on the ooh, other end. Ooh ooh ooh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And if yeah. you're looking for a great career opportunity, give those guys a call too. They're always uh, they're always filling positions up there. Thanks for coming down, Jimmy. Thanks for having me, guys.
1: This was fun. This is, uh, you know, I guess this is. I'll say this might been my uh, my first podcast I've been on. So I appreciate (laughs) the opportunity, guys. It's been uh, it's been kind of fun.
0: That was a good time. And uh,
1: if you run out of, you know, dudes to talk to, uh, guys or gals, you can always invite me back, and we can we can pick a new topic and go uh, round (laughs) two.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Circle back around. Yeah, you bet. Maybe I'll do some more questions uh, to you guys. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> we don't know nothing. Nope. Hey, this has been another episode of Just the Two of Us podcast, where it is just the two of us and our special guest Jimmy Woodman. Uh, we will uh, we'll holler at you guys next time. Yeah, we'll catch you later.